Life right now for many people feels like traveling very rough seas. Well, tonight we're going to travel those seas together and embark on a voyage with Rusty Ship. If you haven't heard of this band, it's one that you're going to really want to get to know. They have a very unique nautical grunge rock sound. So we'll be right with you in just a moment. And thank you for joining us tonight. I'm going to bring Russ and AJ on with us. And there they are. It's so good to have them on. And we're only four days away from Christmas. I don't think I've ever broadcast this close to Christmas, but we're doing it this year. Russ and AJ, welcome to the live stream. Hi, Glenn. Hi, mateys. Thank you for having us. And an early <laughs> Merry Christmas to you and your uh, followers out there. Absolutely. Thank you. Merry Christmas, everyone. We've got a treat tonight. This band is... I, one of the words I can use to describe it is polished. It's a very polished band, very professional, things done with excellence. We're going to talk about their music. We're going to talk about the band. But one of the things that fascinates me the most about Rusty Ship is it's not just a band. It's an experience. And this experience is all around nautical themes, which is really kind of cool. Rusty and AJ, where did the nautical theme for this band, how did that come about? His name. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. That's it. I'll let, I'll let Russ elaborate. We, when, I, when I first moved to Nashville from the D.C. area um, about 11 years ago now, um, we were throwing – I got a band started from putting out Craigslist ads, and uh, we're like, well, what should we call this band? And the guys in the band were like, how can we call it anything other than Rusty Ship? It's just such an amazing name. You got to do something with that. So I was like, all right. And um, <clears throat> ever since then, it's just been kind of more and more through the years honing in on the name Rusty Ship and trying to make music that sounds like it lives up to the name of Rusty Ship. And so what, it, what would Rusty Ship sound like? Well, it's kind of oceanic, uh, maybe sounding underwater a bit. Maybe kind of rusty or grungy, yeah, gritty. Yeah, like however you think uh, barnacles would sound like, or whatever is like <laughs> what we're trying to make music like. Nailed <laughs> it. Maybe some naval battles, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Were you ever fascinated with the ocean and maritime stuff, marine biology, anything like that? Were you, when you were growing up, did the sea ever intrigue you? Pirates, oh, yeah. even. Oh yeah. I mean, I I loved the beach. I was obsessed with the beach. We, I actually grew up in West Virginia in the mountains. So, uh, going to the beach every year was awesome and like the highlight of my year. But I also got into surf rock early on in my lifetime. Okay. And so I kind of loved all things beachy and um, surf rock, the music, and then kind of later on, I, I became more fascinated by. Uh, nautical lore and legends and myths and just the, that fascinating world of maritime literature. So it's it's just been kind of, it started out as a kid, but it's just progressed my whole life. Mm -hmm. Well, and we, we both have relatives that have served in 
Navy or Naval capacities. Um, yeah. Uh, my grandfather was a merchant mariner, for for instance, too. So um, there's a lot of handfuls of, of those tie-ins, but uh, it, I, I, I think it's just uh, serendipitous, I guess the right word, that Rusty was named that way, and we're, in, we're creating this nautical rock and roll. Yeah. Um, through the ether, uh, God works in his fun, mysterious ways, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm a firm believer that the names that were given, that I believe that they're inspired by God, and they, they indicate something about our ministry and the things that God wants us to do. For me, for instance, Glenn is a valley, and it's a valley from which streams flow. And it's very interesting because my personality, it may not seem like it right now, but I'm very much an introvert. I'm very introverted. And another thing that I found out about um, a glen is ravens like to live in glens. I just found that out a few years ago. It's like, oh, wow, that's that's pretty cool. So really having the name Rusty Ship, you're flowing in what God called you to do. There is no question about that based upon, based upon your name. How does the, um, wait a minute. How does the, wow, I got all sorts of stuff flying up on the screen here tonight. Kind of interesting. I <laughs> got some rough seas over here in the studio. How does the nautical theme tie into the message of the band? How does it help enhance or communicate the message of your music? That's a great question. Um, I, I look at it like it's it's a perfect vessel. It's a good conduit to carry uh, the lyrical messages that Russ paints. And um, it's it's fun for me um, because when whenever we start a new project, I can't wait to see what he's going to do in terms of how he comes up with the surf rock elements, all these other little uh, ingenuitive ideas. Um, and then how he paints with his brush, so to speak, with the lyrics and how it all intertwines. So, uh, but I'll let you elaborate on, but that says it all basically, but this is how well, apparently I know my friend, but (laughs) no, but I mean, there is, you know, I I personally find that there's enough rock bands out there and just singing about whatever. And I really want the music that we we make to kind of stand out from the pack mm-hmm. and definitely having a theme makes you stand out and having a specific artistic world that you kind of paint within definitely it just makes it more interesting i think more intriguing and um also man it, pe- people were like how long can you guys keep rolling with this whole nautical theme? At some point you're going to run out of stuff to sing about. I'm like, Nope. (laughs) The, the lyrics and song content is as vast as the sea. (laughs) Deep as the ocean. Yes. Nautical puns for days here, but it's true. It's true. And so I think that it just makes the music. It's, it makes it really more artistic. Yeah. Which, is automatically just more interesting. And if you can have something kind of catchy and flashy, like artistic imagery or like, Hey, a fun nautical theme, it really draws people, people in with their curiosity. Yeah. Yeah. And, but it's not just like a, um, a cheesy, uh, thing. It, it actually, you can get really, really meaningful with, with, uh, metaphors, uh, regarding the sea and stuff. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's amazing how much it relates to everything that we struggle with in life and 
all of our hopes and fears and our beliefs. It's kind of amazing um, when you dive in to the world of like trying to create songs through the the filter of nautical themes. It's kind of amazing the world that opens up and it's like there's no shortage of mm-hmm. being able to do that. So, yeah, and, the, and to add to that, the last two uh, albums that we've created were concept storytelling albums where thematically they would tell a whole story from the first track to the last track. And Rusty's done this terrific job of creating these stories per record uh, to where, where the nautical themes are perfectly intertwined. And I always tell him, I said, in my head, it's like a movie reel. It's like, you know what I mean? You're just watching this whole story unwind from track one till the, till the end of the record. Um, and a lot of artists aren't really doing that anymore. That kind of harkens back to an age of maybe the 70s. You think you think like Pink Floyd or you think some of these other like real uh, progressive rock bands. Um, I know like Rush, for instance, like uh, Neil Peart used to write all these elaborate stories with all of these uh, these concepts <laughs> that they would do. Um, so that, to your point, Rusty, too, that makes you kind of stand out in, from the crowd as well, too, because we're doing something not really anybody's doing anymore, yeah. uh, telling telling overarching stories. But even down to the, the finite detail with, per song, it's story per song. So I just look at each song kind of like a chapter in the whole story of, of the entire uh, album. Yeah. 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 I just want to encourage you with something. I was doing some research earlier today on oceanic exploration just was like well let's just take a look at this i was prompted to do that and i read that 80 percent of the world's oceans are have the things in the oceans have not been discovered we really don't know what's there so the imagination absolutely runs wild with it so right now when you're talking about what you have to sing about uh, the the content the material if we go by that, you're only operating right now at the 20%, and there's an 80% left in your ministry that is not yet discovered. So yeah. you're at 20% right now. And the other thing, too, is when you take a look at the Bible, when you take a look at Scripture, and you even take a look at early church architecture, it was very nautical, very oceanic in nature. Right. I grew up in a very high Episcopal church, and the inside where everybody sat with the pews it was an upside down boat. It was the, the ceiling was shaped like an upside down boat called the nave, just like naval. Wow. Oh, wow. Cool. Yes. Yes. And then you go through and one of the first, you know, the first thing we read about is the waters that covered the earth and how Holy Spirit brooded over the waters and just took the chaos and created order out of the waters. And then we read about Noah and the ark and we got to get away from the kids' mindset of what that was to the real true meaning of what was really going on there. And it just blows your mind. And then the disciples, they were fishermen. They lived a nautical life, which was really cool. And then when you go back and you take a look at what the word apostle really means in the Bible, it was a naval commander. And what they would do in uh, the, the Roman times is the naval commanders, the apostles would load up like this whole group of engineers and educators, put them on a boat and go and transform the society that they were representing to become a uh, part of the larger country that they were representing. So it was a really fascinating thing that happened. So they were emissaries, they were naval emissaries. So the whole theme of scripture 
is nautical when you take a look at it, you, when you take a look at it through a nautical lens. So yeah, you're only running at 20% now. Be encouraged with that. There's an 80% more that God wants to take you into that you haven't even ventured into. And, you know, talking about the songwriting process, uh, Rusty, do you, do you just write the lyrics or do you write some of the chords? How does, how does that work for you guys? Uh, I pretty much write everything except for the drums. <laughs> pretty much and then i and i do that i'll do the drum parts yeah and when you're writing do you envision a particular group of people or a type of person that you're trying to reach when you're writing a song does it vary between songs what's going on in your heart when you're writing music it's not a very conscious process but it definitely is subconscious as in I've got a very, a very vague general focus of, of, as far as the people. And some of that is our, our fan base, the shipmates. Mm -hmm. um, and usually I, I do spend a lot of time kind of thinking, not necessarily about individuals as much as the whole. Mm -hmm. And like, what do these people need in life? Like, what can I do? in some small way if my if i have the if i have the um opportunity and the ability to literally put phrases on repeat in their minds which is what we're doing with the lyrics in our songs and the melodies what kind of what kind of sentences or phrases or messages do i want circulating in their minds that could make their lives better than they currently are probably. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I kind of think about that. And then um, I do think again, subconsciously about uh, people that aren't Christians and what are they going to think of these songs? What's their perspective going to be? And are they going to be like, Oh, this is one of those Christian bands skip. <laughs> um, yeah. I, you know, I, I try to be very, mindful about that so that the lyrics and the music first of all are are just ambitious creative and excellent musically that's what i strive for with everything that we do mm -hmm. so that even in spite of the lyrics with a spiritual message people will be attracted because it's just kick butt music mm -hmm. <clears throat> but then also lyrically for those people i'm trying to say things that aren't done in an um, I'm, I'm trying to communicate a message and certain things in a way that is not overdone or just rote or cheesy Christianese or something like that, but really doing it in a, in a way that's, even if you're not a Christian, you got to admit it's at least creative, mm, prov yeah. provocative, intriguing, um, philosophical, um, and tugs at their heart at a, at a deep primal level. Mm. That is extremely profound. And that's one of the things that I really appreciate about what you're doing is it's not the cliche, cheesy, Christian, cookie cutter type music that you're doing. And it's your presentation, the way that it's presented, it is presented with excellence. That's why I said at the beginning, one of the ways to describe Rusty Ship is polished. And I want to ask this question, how do you balance being... Christian, standing firm in your faith, standing for the gospel, 
but at the same time being relatable to other people because a lot of believers have a very difficult time doing that. They either go to opposite extremes. They either go to the far right where they become very insular or then they compromise on, you know, they go to the left side. But you guys, you're right there in the middle of the stream. You're you're right on point with your music. You're right on point lyrically. You're right on point with your heart. But other people that are not believers can relate to you. How do you balance that? And how would you um, encourage other artists that are kind of maybe struggling with that right now? How would you encourage them to be balanced like you are? Man, the first thing that I think of is um, being authentic, being 100% who you are, practice what you preach kind of thing. You know, Um, Russ's lyrics, the messages behind them, you know, we may we may wrap them in a kooky song or something like that, but they're hard hitting. You know what I mean? If you if you're reading the lyrics and, and it's it's designed to have an impact in your life. Um, I, I I've been saying this phrase for seven years with Rusty now, but we're trying to we're trying to help heal the world with one song at a time because there's a lot of suffering out there, and we understand there's a lot of suffering out there. Um, so we, our hope is that you know these songs reach people on a deep effective level and it has a, a deep impact on their lives um so you know i would say what what you see is what you get with us you know we're the same guys off the stage as we are on the stage we're 100 who we are um we love to meet people we love to talk with people we love to listen to them talk to us and and, and just i think i think a lot of the world's problems could be cured if People were just a little bit more understanding and just communicated better, more effectively. Um, it's pretty hostile out there these days. <laughs> so uh, I really try to take a lot of time and listen to, the, to anything somebody who wants to talk to us has to say and just have a good conversation, you know, and just be be who God designed us to be. There's a lot of fear out there. There's a lot of anxiety. There's a lot of uncertainty right now. Mm-hmm. The world is not working in people's favor. The world was the way it is fallen is never going to work in people's favor. There's only one answer for that way to work. And I don't want to be cliche, but it is it is Jesus. And it's not Sunday school. Jesus It's the real Jesus of the Bible that would make that work and following his word and believing on him. That's that's really what it comes down to. I remember so many years of my life spinning in circles as a Christian. And life wasn't treating me very well. And the reason was, is I really wasn't putting my full faith in the real authentic Jesus as presented in scripture. I was going off of what I was hearing everybody else say and taking it for face value instead of really digging into his presence myself and digging into his word. But talking about hard hitting songs, you guys have had a a really kind of an exciting year this year with a release uh, that uh, came out this year entitled Living Waters. And it received an award, a Josie Award for Song of the Year, and you got recognized at the Grand Ole Opry, which is really cool to be recognized at a place like that. Uh, What is the message of Living Waters? Living Waters was, um, it's kind of interesting because that was the first song of our album, Dark Side of the Ocean. So in some ways, it was the, the introduction to the whole story that we were going to start building mm-hmm. um so in some ways it was kind of setting the stage of this um 
underwater world, this mysterious world that we created, which to your point earlier, the whole concept of that album, Dark Side of the Ocean, is about the dark side of the ocean, that 80% that hasn't been um, explored or, or, or whatever it is. Yeah, explored. And um, about what mysteries could be down there. So in the verses, it's kind of talking about that concept, just the mystery and um, what could be down there. But <clears throat> the choruses are really this anthem of the hope for the world because it's it's essentially it's like an anthem of shalom and world harmony and the world being what god created it to be and it's kind of like this i don't know it's like this cry for the world to be the way it it was created to be you know, let the living waters flow and bring the world to life. Trickle down the darkest cracks that never get the light. Weaving in and out of every creature on the earth. Pull us all into the harmony that we were created for. So it's kind of this this anth- anthemic prayer for the world to um, be the way that God created it to be. Through those supernatural living waters. Wow. Wow. Why do you think this song is resonating with people the way that it is? It was named Song of the Year at the Josie Awards. Why do you think people are hooking on to this song? Yeah, that's a a great question. And I I will always give the credit to his ability to write awesome lyrics. Um, I think that the world is in just such a there. There's a lot of people struggling, a lot of people hurting out there right now. And I think, and to Rusty's point, <clears throat> writing a song about trying to keep, you know, trying to create that perfect uh, idea of shalom out, it, it, people are are kind of trying to pull at that. They're trying to cling to that when the world they're seeing around them sometimes is the polar opposite, right? It, it's very dark, very scary, very stress-inducing. There's just just icky stuff out there, <laughs> so. Um, the fact that just I think people are are wanting some of that harmony in their life in some capacity. I think they resonate very highly with with his lyrics. Um, but man, that song is also just a jam. It's yeah. it's one of my mm-hmm. favorites that we recorded on that record. Um, I love what Rusty's voice is doing, like as a singer, not just with the lyrics, but man, he just he knocked it out of the park. Um, I'm proud of what I did drumming on that record. Uh, we had a lot of fun recording that 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 whole album, but a lot of fun recording that song specifically. And I remember telling him that too. I, I was like, people are going to love this song. People are going to love a lot of these songs when we release this stuff. And I always joke with him I, I, because I'm like, we kind of dabble in a variety pack of different genres of rock and roll music. If you ever listen to our full catalog. And I'm always like, Oh, they're not going to see this one coming or, oh, they're not going to see that one coming. <laughs> so, but that one's just, it was a fun, straightforward, just good rock and song with an amazing message. And yeah. I, I was glad that uh, it touched so many people's hearts. Um, it floored Rusty and I to have won an award. That's a gift from God. I, we got nominated just to even go to the Josie's out of like 59,000 submissions uh, worldwide. Wow. And we, we'd said going to that award show, we were like, we already feel like winners. 
because just to get nominated, there, you had to be in the top two and a half percent of all yeah. of those. So the fact that I think when they called our name and, and we we heard Living Waters playing over the Grand Ole Opry House and we're walking up the stage to the legendary circle where so many famous legends have stood to get an award and to do their speech. Um, I'm glad I listened to my wife and I wrote down some some bullet points of people to thank because you kind of get deer in the headlights in a moment like yeah, that. We didn't really see it coming. We, I, we're we were blindsided. We were pretty blindsided and surprised. But once the dust settled, you had time to look back and reflect. And I was like, man, what a gift from God. Like, what an amazing moment that we will always cherish and have uh, because it, it made an impact in so many people's lives. Um we have no clue who decides the winners of those things or anything like that. Um, but the fact that it resonated in, in somebody's somebody's heart and they thought it was worthy of that, that that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, but it's a powerful song. It's a fun song. And I, I thoroughly enjoy playing it live, too. It's, it's, it's fun. I enjoy listening to it, and I enjoy watching the video. And I'm going to play the video for everybody to watch. I want to talk about the video a little bit and some things that are stirring in me when I listen to this song and I watch this video. This is Living Waters by Rusty Shep.
Guys, that is tight. That is the only way to describe that. I'm going to give you another award in addition to your Josie award. We have Amy, our studio dog. She's our pit terrier. She listens to all the music that comes to the studio. And there you go. You get Amy's paw of approval tonight. Oh, uh, thank you. <laughs> well, thank awesome. you, Amy. Appreciate that. One step closer to a Dove Award. Um, wow. <laughs> um, there's just so much going on there. And I just want to share what's going on in me. And I'm, I'm sitting here processing this. I'm like you. I think a lot. And I think this is really maybe another reason why this song is resonating with so many people is your sound reminds me of the sound that dominated and defined the nineties. It's got a very nineties grunge sound. So what you're doing when you, when you're putting a new twist on that sound, that's familiar to people, you're appealing to nostalgia in a good way. And we go back and we take a look at the 90s. It's interesting because even myself, I found myself doing this and I just realized why I'm doing this. I've been watching a lot of 90s movies. I've been watching a lot of 90s TV shows on the Roku TV. And it's like, why am I watching this? It's because I really believe the world is so rough that when we go back to the 90s, yeah, things were difficult back then. But when we go back to that pre nine one one era, I'm just not going to mess up the uh, the algorithm here with that. But when we go back to that era before that, which I think was the kickoff to the acceleration of the mess that we're in right now, it really harkens of a time where things were a lot simpler and a lot calmer. And I really believe for you guys tapping into that, that's one of the things that God's going to use to continue to draw people to your music and to your message. That's awesome. I didn't think about that. That's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. Like we, we I, I guess, being, uh, you know, we were teenagers growing up through that era. So it, it's hard to say or it's easy to say that we, you know, were influenced by a lot of that, that style of, you know, grunge rock was a big thing, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, it's funny because I actually wasn't influenced by grunge rock at all. I never listened yeah. to it. So it's it's kind of funny for me because... I'm just like, I want to make music that sounds like our rusty ship. <laughs> and apparently it sounds like 90s music. It sounds like 90s grunge rock, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. But I mean, it's like ever since I started this band, it's just been people were like, dude, you're like, you're like Kurt Cobain reincarnated, man. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Yeah. Like, I've been getting that stuff like that like since day one yeah. <laughs> and, and honestly i'm kind of flattered because i'm like dude the 90s grunge stuff was awesome yeah like looking back on it i'm like i'm not i'm not complaining about compared being compared to this oh oh lord no um yeah and and i i think a lot of it, like dc talk for instance you listen to that jesus freak album there was a lot of grunge in, inspiration yes. there. the first i did listen to that i yeah, listened to that yeah. all the time the, great uh, album I always tell uh, this story. The very first concert I ever went to was uh, Billy Graham giving a talk at the old RCA Dome in Indianapolis, where I was growing up in Indiana. And uh, Audio Adrenaline was with him. And it was right after they uh, dropped the Some Kind of Zombie album. And I remember seeing a sea of Christian youths out there mosh pitting to Some Kind of Zombie. And I, and I, it pulled it pulled at me in that moment because I was like, "Ooh, I want to do that." Because I was already playing drums, 
but I had never seen it from that angle before. And I, and that really, it sucked me in and, and God touched me in that, uh, that moment in my life. And, and that's when I, I got in, you know, shortly after that, I got into the first, uh, garage band playing uh some some christian alternative for my local church and 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 just kept going with that but um it, it's it's nice to hear that you're picking up on that because that's where we we try to channel a lot of those things anything that inspired us but uh, it, it is funny when we go into the studio with our producer and, and rusty will come up with things and and, and steven our producer will be like wow that really reminds me of this or that band or that and rusty's like yeah, I never listened to them. Yeah, like, but yeah. but it's this natural thing that, that that God's using him as that conduit. You know, it's it's just pouring out of him, and that's it's a blessing. Exactly. That's that's, that's the authenticity. That's yeah. the authenticity that you're talking about, Rusty. You're just yeah. doing what you're doing, trying to make some good barnacle music, and that's <laughs> See, that's right. <laughs> I want to sound rusty. Yeah. <laughs> Sounding rusty on the saltiest sea I ever seen before. <laughs> once tonight you got it <laughs> i had to do that at least once and the quality of that video who who produced that and came up with that video concept because that takes me back to the day when things were just fun yeah well it, it was fun because it was most of that video was just us rocking out like we do <laughs> at, you know above uh spiraling over, over the ocean you know that's kind of how, how we usually rock out yeah. <laughs> just floating around at sea yeah but yeah it was it was a fun video to make because it was just kind of like you know what this song is just a really energetic rocking song let's yeah. just have fun with it and just go all out yeah yeah no very very quality production that that video everything put together the audio and the visual and that's something that you guys do is you in addition to the music you di use different forms of art as well to communicate your message i've heard you referred to as an art rock band what are some of the other art forms that you use I, we know you use the video but what are some other things that you incorporate into the experience that is rusty show there's a variety uh, and yeah, that's a great question so thank you for asking that um one of them i always think is the album artwork because rusty uh befriended uh one of his favorite artists here here in nashville yeah um and he's helped us out with with creating these wonderful images that become the, the album artwork after russ has meetings with them yeah so our last three albums were the artwork was done by heinz zaman he's a local nashville artist and he's my favorite artist his artwork's just yeah. phenomenal and and then I and the, the other thought I popped that popped in my head uh, is um, the drum set that I play. Now I, I work with uh, Outlaw Drums out of, based out of uh, Sylvester, Georgia. The the kit that Michael Outlaw custom built for me a few years ago, I think it's back in 2019. Now um, the wood is cypress swamp wood that was drug out of the Okefenokee swamp over 80 years ago by his grandfather. Wow. And he entrusted me so much with that wood that it was, it's like a family heirloom and he gets attached to this, but he built me a swamp wood custom kit because he thought that was the best thing for a nautical rock and roll band. So that's how thematic we went with that. I was like, I want my drum set to be swampy. I want it to have <laughs> nautical themes. <laughs> and then the, the, the other thing I'd say is that, um, I don't know if you consider it art form, but I do uh, write out the, the stories for the, the concept 
on the album and um like for dark side of the ocean i i typed up with this whole elaborate story that's on our website mm -hmm. um so as far as an art form that really brings out yeah. the imagery of the details of what's going on because you can't pick that up by just listening to an album most of the time i mean yeah. concept albums go over pretty much everybody's head mm -hmm. and um there's only so much you can do in a three to four minute song, you know, Yeah. lyrically. Yeah. That's another thing is just like, I actually wrote the whole story out this time around for this album. Don't you, I think. Oh, we got a slight pause. I've got a little bit of a delay going on. We're with rusty ship, a little bit of delay in the internet feed right now. We're talking about the different art forms and hopefully the feed will pick back up again in a second here. And they'll they'll be back on with us. I don't know why it glitched like that, but uh, we have Rusty Ship, and we're talking about their unique form of music, nautical rock, uh, what he refers to as uh, barnacle rock in, in some instances. And uh, we'll see what's going on here. That uh, we've got this slight delay in the. Oh, we got him back. There we go. Oh, wait a minute. There we are. We had a little glitch there. It was just doing some flashing. Ah, okay. <laughs> good. <laughs> oh, good, good, yeah. good. I was trying to trying to cover that as best as I could without losing anybody. I'm going to do a little 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 tap dance on stage here while we're changing the. Set. Some of the problem with when, whenever we try to do these live streams from in the in the hull of our ship, it's like sometimes the signals it's a little spotty down here. Ah, mm -hmm. uh, we'll uh, no, that's fine. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's why i mean when you're out in the middle of the indian ocean i mean what else do you expect right <laughs> that's right what, it, what do you got to do to get some decent wi-fi in the middle of the indian ocean <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i've got uh i, I don't know you know it's really kind of weird because most of the internet cables run under the ocean ah uh, fair point that's yes, true. yes, yes. So there is no excuse for the spotty Wi-Fi on the part of our internet partners who, help, who are helping bring this to us tonight. But, hey, we work through all the issues. That's the one thing I like about live. It is what it is, and you get what you get. It's just like it's authentic. Live, yeah. Just like a live yeah. concert, a live show. Things happen. Yep, you're gonna get what oh I've had I've yeah, I've had preamps go out during live shows here. I've had I my fingers on the screen tonight because I got a touch screen and uh, I had some other tabs up and all of a sudden my own live stream starts echoing back in my ears over here. So we got that taken care of too, but Hey, it is what it is. And we're having a good time. And I, I like the authentic nature of it. This is unedited and raw. You know, we were talking about the different genres of music that uh, are in that can be found when we dissect really what you do musically. We mentioned the surf rock. There's the grunge influences. What are some other genres or styles of music that people have identified in the music of Rusty Ship? Oh, man. Like we were kind of talking about that a, a few minutes ago. There's a variety pack of these different genres that we like to kind of dabble in um, that, with Dark Side of the Ocean, especially, too. There was um, a lot of Pink Floyd influence throughout that record, clearly, because Dark Side of the Moon, Dark Side of the Ocean. We even covered a Pink Floyd song on there. So there's a lot of that element in there. Um, there was a little bit of ska, reggae. Yeah, uh, we were trying some styles we hadn't tried before, but we still felt we're still within the uh, the 
rusty ship world we push the boundaries of nautical rock yeah. as far as we could go honestly yeah. um and we're and we're doing that again on this new record that that we've started recording too um but that's fun for us because you're making music that you're like oh we haven't tried that yet let's try that let's give that a whirl and 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 thematically it fits uh or um you know lyrically something might fit or what or whatnot but um I, I'm always excited to see what, you know, Rusty always comes to me with these ideas and I'm like, so you want me to play what now? Yeah. <laughs> Every time we're always trying to do something we haven't done before. Yeah. I, I joked with our producer last time I saw him a few weeks ago. I said, I think the only thing we haven't tried at this point is polka, but uh... it's coming. <laughs> very piratey. Yeah. yeah. It is very piratey. That yeah. would there would be a fit for the little bit of accordion in there. I think that would fit really, really well. We've talked about that. We're going yeah. to do it. Yeah, that would that would work with the type of music that you're doing. When you move towards the hard rock, the the metal type genre, you can get away with a whole lot more, and it not be a great shock to people. If you were stuck in the pop realm or the soft rock or adult contemporary, if you took that that sharp right turn or that sharp left turn at Albuquerque, it kind of freaks people out because that's what they're just used to. But when you, when you're in the genre or I hate to use that word, the style of music that you produce, that you write, that's God's using you for, you've got a little bit more latitude to do things like that. And it yeah. works. Yeah. I think, uh, I think you said it once before, but rock, rock and roll just seems to be the perfect conduit uh, genre in terms of, there's so many little subgenres of rock music that we can kind of interweave things. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's like you look at any Beatles album and it's just all over the place. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Beach, the Beach Boys, too. Uh, like, Yeah. So it's like rock is one genre where you can do that. And it's a it's a very forgiving genre. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It yeah. is. It is. But it's a wider net for you. Yeah, that's true. It, it's a much wider net and it can speak to because, you know, Beach Boys speak to a certain type of person. Surfer Rocks speaks yeah. to a certain type of person. The grunge speaks to surf. So that just makes that net. And you're speaking the language. You're speaking many different languages to different people that you'll be able to reach with that. So that's really exciting. And that you're open to being used in many different ways. I love the level of creativity it must be fun during the songwriting process with you guys. It, it must be a lot of fun. It is a lot of fun. I mean, a lot of it is me, you know, making all this crazy stuff up and then <laughs> making demos and then presenting it to him. And he's like, what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it, it's, I'll say this, it's very uh, experimentative and uh, from an artistic standpoint, because, um, Rusty's and, and maybe even our producer, uh, it's not too often you, you, you know, like if we got a really good creative idea that we haven't tried before. We're like, oh, why not try that? Let's just let's see what it sounds like, you know, and so many great things have have uh, stayed on our records because we somebody in the somebody in the room had a cool idea. Um, and, and one thing's for sure, like with with working with Russ, we don't ever try to just put ourselves in one specific box. You know, because you don't want to ever limit yourself from a creative no. standpoint. Yeah, and and also too, from a spiritual standpoint, 
there has to be a reason that God's calling Rusty to kind of channel in a certain direction. And um, I've gotten to that point where with, with him as, as my partner in this is like, when he comes to me with an idea, I look at him and I'm like, I trust you. I trust this process. And I trust that God's working through us so much so that I, I don't really look at him anymore and be like, ah, that's a terrible idea. Let's not do that. You know what I mean? Cause yeah. I, cause I've seen so many wonderful things work through this whole conduit just by trusting the process and trusting that God's got us. And it, it makes our relationship really great because yeah. of the trust that he has for me and my songwriting. Yeah. Because it's like the last album we did dark side of the ocean, you know, it was like, man, this is some crazy stuff. I don't know how people are going to take this like spooky reggae circus <laughs> song. <laughs> and, and there are so many people that said, that's my favorite song on the whole album. He's like both AJ and our producer, Steven, I think both of them were like, okay. Uh, it's, it seems crazy, but it's working. So yeah. we're going to let you keep doing what you do. Yeah. and follow whatever prompting you're going off of because yeah. it's weird, but it's working. Yeah. And, you know, for me, it's like I, I'm a hardcore introvert, hardcore introvert. And um, songwriting, it's it is such a I take it so seriously. It's it's a calling and it's a, it's a mission for me. And so it's like there are there's this uh, monastery that I go visit once a year. And it's a silent retreat, no talking for three or four days. And so I'll go there once a year and just meditate in silence by myself and really think about like what, you know, if this was the last album I had to make, what message does the world need to hear? And then like if there was a if there was a message, one message that I could have uh, engraved on my tombstone. <laughs> as like a final message from me to planet earth what would it be and when i ask myself that question as i go through life a lot of times i have a different answer to that question but mm. that's it's questions like that like deeply um, introspective philosophical questions that become the messages and the lyrics of the songs yeah. and so for me it's like with my songwriting it it's i i write very much in a um, like an introspective kind of vacuum that I create for myself, like shut out all distractions and just kind of like go deep in this uh, like meditative uh, state of songwriting and imagination and creativity and just like, you know, jot down all the ideas that I can. And it's, it's kind of a, it's a, it's, it's a mystical experience, honestly. And, you know, I like sometimes I really feel God moving through me with the, the melodies that, yeah. that come just like out of the ether into my head. And it's basically like the greatest euphoria on the planet for me as a songwriter, which is why I do songwriting mm -hmm. and as an artist. And so for me, it's just like this kind of sacred, mystical experience where I'm feeling God through me mm -hmm. um, with my mind, with my guitar, whatever. And it kind of it goes on to GarageBand when I'm recording these demos. And it's like once I start recording the demos, I just go deeper and deeper and deeper into it. And then it's like you're in the zone and these ideas just start flowing.
yeah. and record them. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can, I, I can uh, totally relate. Yeah. I try to have like the demos as like mostly as complete as possible before going into the studio because once I'm in the studio, I'm like not an introvert space anymore and I can't think as clearly, honestly. So like while I'm like really in the zone, I try to just like get everything as close to the vision as possible. I think what you're describing is what it feels like to be used as a vessel of the Lord. Mm -hmm. When you're just emptied of yourself, uh, I can relate to the introvert. Uh, That's what I am. But when I sit behind this microphone, I'll I'll sit down and be like, okay, how's this going to go, going to go? And then everything comes on and it just begins to flow. And it's like, I know that euphoric feeling. I'll be buzzing for maybe an hour, hour and a half after we do one of these. And then it's back to, okay, I want to read my books. I want to read my Bible. I want to pray. I want to think about why the world is the way that it is and and how can we fix it. (laughs) Right. I always always tell him I get excited when when Rusty goes to the monastery because I know that that's what he does. He is completely unplugging himself and, and letting God work through him as that vessel like you were talking about. Because when I was like, every time Rusty comes back, it's like a battle plan. He's got like, (laughs) he's got the whole thing mind mapped out of, okay, here's the songs. Here's the the titles that I'm pretty sure we're going towards. Here's my idea. He'll he'll tell me the whole uh, arcing story of what the next album in his mind will will look like artistically, storyline wise. And like I said, it's like, it's like a picture reel. It's just movies in my head and i'm like man it is i don't know how your brain works the way it works but i thank god it works the way it does that's <laughs> a blessing and it's so fun for me um we were talking about trust a minute ago too because i forgot to say this but but i've known this guy for going on eight years now and he he has put a lot of trust and faith in me to be his drummer and i am forever grateful for him um and and i think that i i do view it as um some level of divine intervention of as to how God brought he and I together at the right oh, yeah. place and the right timing in our lives together. Um, if I'd have moved to Nashville any sooner or later, we might not have ever connected. Um, his old drummer left right when he needed a new drummer, right when I moved into town. So I think that's all part of a bigger plan that God had lined yeah. up for us. And, and man, we've, we've just, it's been a lot of blessings. We've had a lot of fun together. So, and it's fun because this is the longest um, and only writing relationship that I've ever been in. So we get, when you work with somebody for this long, you start to read each other when we're starting to write new music every time. So every experience, it gets a little tighter and you start to almost, it's like a marriage where I'm like, I can almost read his thoughts now at this point. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm like, I know where he's going to go with this this song. <laughs> Um, That's awesome. Yeah, he still throws curveballs at me, and I'm like, "Where did that come from?" This this type That's of so song? awesome. <laughs> but it's but it's so fun. It's a fun yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. I like how you unplug Rusty from the world and meditate. Uh, the scriptures actually encourage us to meditate. It's what we meditate on, and what we're the purpose of our meditation. And King David did it a lot of times. And I wonder as I'm listening to you and your songwriting process and how God uses you as a vessel with music, I wonder if that's what, and we'll ask him when we see him face to face in glory. David, was it like that for you? <laughs> you know, how did it work? Because David yeah. spent time meditating on the word of the Lord. He'd come back and have the, you know, these great Psalms that he'd write after being out with the sheepfold. I mean, there's really not much to do out there when you're with the sheep. 
but he'd, he'd have these great songs that he wrote, these great psalms. And I'm just so encouraged to hear genuine artists that are genuine, genuinely pursuing the Lord and the way that you're being used. And I'm so excited to see bands like you that are coming forth with music of excellence where you're grounded in your faith, but also people that don't necessarily believe can relate to you. You're very relatable and your personality is just the the chemistry that God's put together is so awesome. So just want to encourage you with that. What are some things that are coming up for Rusty Ship in the near future? I heard you're working on a new album. What can we expect and when can we expect it? Um, well, we are halfway through the recording process of mm-hmm. that. And um, going back I'm, in the studio in what, two weeks? To, something like that. Yeah, I think two, two, about mid-January, we're going back to uh, record the second half of what will be the next record. So hopefully we'll... <laughs> Um, we'll just have to see how it goes, but we'll definitely release at least some songs from some new songs in 2024. I don't, I don't think we'll release the whole album. We'll see. We're, we're still okay. figuring out the, the yeah, plan. we're working on the logistics. Um, the big milestone for us in 24 is it marks the 10th anniversary of Rusty Ship being a band. So, uh, keep your eyes open for that because there's going to be a lot of little Easter eggs that will be, uh, throwing out to the world uh as, nice. as the as the year progresses um shows uh we're, we're booking right now for festival season like like everybody else is and um booking one-off shows and, and whatnot for 24 um it's one of my favorite things to do is just get out and play live i i, I there's nothing else like it to me but uh so yeah just keep throwing coal in the uh in the burners there and uh keep the ship going <laughs> That's keep the ship going and uh, keep making that good barnacle music. <laughs> before we close out, we're coming out at, up at the top of the hour. Before we close out, is there anything else that you would sh- like to share with our audience this evening before we before we depart? Just a huge thank you uh, to your listeners, your followers, uh, for for taking the time and and, and participating, listening in, uh, watching this uh, interview. Uh, please come along with us on this journey. Uh, we feel like it's our calling from God. That's why we got brought together, why we're doing what we're doing. Follow us at, you know, at uh, rustyship.com. We're on all the socials, Facebook, Instagram, all that fun stuff. Um, but yeah, if you, if you like living waters, the video you showed earlier, uh, all our music videos are out there on our rusty ship YouTube channel. So, uh, you can dive into that, uh, that catalog of, uh, fun, uh, entertaining nautical <laughs> rock goodness that we've recorded in the past too. So, what about you, Russ? Yeah, uh, yeah, and just we just want to encourage everybody, like our band slogan says, "Hold fast to hope." Mm. And um, we're a band who really tries to look at the the, the positive things in, in life and the hope that is out there. And even as dark as the world is, it doesn't matter where you go. There's still a light there and no matter where you are in your life um there's there's light there and you're not alone and so i just didn't i just want to encourage people to to cheer up and have hope because life is actually really 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 good and there's so many amazing things going on right now in the world and in our lives 
that we can be ecstatic, ecstatically grateful for every mm-hmm. single day of our lives. <clears throat> and we just have a, a great calling and a mission to make the world a better place. Yeah. And we have something that every single person on the planet needs. And every single person is trying to get their needs met. And we have the thing that can meet their needs better than anything else out there. That's something that everybody wants and is actively looking for right now. And I don't know. I think that's really exciting and it's just really encouraging. It makes it, it, makes it feel like I'm not in an uphill battle. Mm-hmm. But like actually I have something that everybody is craving for and looking for right now. Yes. So yes. just yes. some encouragement. Yes, and that is that is Jesus, and he's the reason for the season that we're celebrating right now. It's the message of peace on earth and goodwill towards men through the gospel. Mm-hmm. And that's what it boils down to. And something that you just said in the way that we look at things, and I, I'd like to encourage believers tonight as well, with what you just said, we're living in very exciting times. Even though they're dark and treacherous and the waters are raging, a lot of the things that we're seeing unfold on the earth right now are the things that the prophets of old in the Old Testament spoke of. And they're probably watching saying, boy, I wish I was alive then because I knew ex- I know exactly what I would do <laughs> in that situation. So we need to stop moaning and groaning and start praising and rejoicing, really, in these yeah, times yeah, that rejoice. we're living in as believers. Rejoice. Rejoice. Yes, yes. Guys, thank you so much. I want you to hold on the line after I close out. And for all of our audience, thank you for a great season seven of Raven's Heart. I'm going to unplug for a couple weeks, get recalibrated, and just let the water of the word of the Lord wash me. And we'll be back probably mid to end of January. And we'll have a whole new lineup for you. More great music, more great guests. I got some surprises already being worked on right now and we'll launch off into season eight of raven's heart but to everybody that's out there merry christmas and happy new year guys thank you so much for joining us tonight thank you for having us glenn merry Merry christmas Christmas. merry christmas until next time mid to end of january peace out and rock on lithoscry.com that was great